giving you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Aww. Isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, I think my psychic ability has kicked in again. Why, Matt O'Kine? How on earth? Because I have yet to see any evidence. Well, you'll remember from the very first week of this podcast that I actually predicted that I am psychic because I had a dream about Sylvia Jeffries being pregnant at the Logies, and it was she was pregnant, so... I read some people's futures, you know, predicted some futures. We've still got a few way to, I, fair way to go. We're almost halfway to having... <laughs> to finding out how close to the truth I am. But anyways, look, a couple of weeks ago, I jokingly suggested that Robert Irwin could be Banksy, right? Now... <laughs> that's, that's right. I didn't realise that was a premonition. <laughs> well, neither did I. But if you jump onto Robert Irwin's Instagram page, mate, he's just whipped up quite the painting, and he is quite the artist, and I dare say... He's probably run down a few laneways with a balaclava, drawing people, throwing Molotovs. <laughs> it's bouquets instead of Molotovs and policemen kissing and uh, all sorts of things. Yeah, okay. so, um, so maybe, you know, maybe one day Robert will reveal himself to be the, uh, the street artist that the world knows about. I think a, a good Australian like himself who loves Australian nature, he'd more, be more likely to call himself Banksia, wouldn't he? That, that one, With where that, else uh, are gonna... you going to get your your flora-based humour from than the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast podcast? All right, so welcome to our show. Thank you for joining us. And welcome to all the Australian flora fans whose friends have told them, you've got to listen to Matt and Alex. They make jokes right up your alley. Um, you know, because you know, you know what will make those people laugh? What's that? Ah, you missed it. Um, anyway, today on the show, very excited to pick up... I thought you were, were going to talk about Bindi, Bindi Irwin. You know, that's that's flora no, as well. What'll, More. what'll make them laugh? Oh, okay. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, it's like you've been smoking the grass. That's what, that's the only flora that I reckon's been going around here. This is cooked. You're all a bunch of clowns. <laughs> all right, we are going to be... We are going to be picking up uh, the spin-off series that we we flagged yesterday. I have some very good submissions. I'm very excited to be jumping into one of those. And uh, unfortunately, our partners uh, hear what we say on this podcast as well. So we've got to uh, deal with a little admin surrounding that. But it's all coming up as part of Matt and Alex. Uh, I've been rambling. Let's get one more pun, Matt. Have you been thinking of it, I know, as we go into the uh, full show? So don't leave us... Leaves us. You've got to. No. You can can lift your game. <laughs> you can lift this game. <laughs> Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, have you picked a side in the console wars, bro? I picked a side in 1993. <laughs> Dreamcast. All right? No, that is the losing that was, side. <laughs> that was the mega. Co- Mate, I I was a I, I was a Sega Master System man. Mm. I was a Game Gear boy. I had a Mega Drive. I had a Saturn. And yes, the Saturn destroyed Sega. But <laughs> I backed it all the way and I loved my Saturn. And every now and then when I go home to dad's place, I whip it out and I play Athlete King on my little 34 <laughs> centimeter TV that's in the corner of my old room. All right. So I chose. The the my console a long time ago. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, I bet you're for an those Nintendo of you, person, I for those of you who prefer uh, playing uh, video games that aren't two D, um, the new consoles have been announced: PlayStation Five coming out and the Xbox Series X 
has been uh, announced to release. Pre-orders have already begun and uh, it's looking pretty good. I know Xbox purchasing some big game studios recently, uh, things like Elder Scrolls and Doom, some massive titles. They've spent billions on uh, getting these studios in under their masthead. And so, look, it's all firing up, but... By the looks of things on Amazon, some parents are potentially getting a little bit confused when it comes to getting their children the correct console, Matt, because whilst the Xbox Series X is the latest, the previous generation, the Xbox One, has two incarnations. It's got the Xbox One S and it's got the Xbox One X. No, and the Xbox the X, Series X is different from the Xbox One X. The Xbox yes. One X, however... Uh, once, once the other one was announced, the pre-orders went on sale. It was trending, and uh, purchasing people purchasing the Xbox One terabyte Xbox One X, uh, it spiked by four hundred and thirty-one percent. So this either is... there was a massive deal, and people went onto it, or a few parents getting Chrissy parent presents have seen the X in the in the name, got a little bit confused, and some very unhappy children are getting be getting a previous generation console for Christmas. Absolutely. I mean, look, Xbox Series X, it, PlayStation have done it right, you know? <laughs> you know what happens after four. It's five. PlayStation 5 comes out, you go, well, that's what I've got next. But yeah, Xbox are going, they went from 360 to one. Yep. What sort of counting is that? I don't know. And now one to ten, if it's Series X in Roman numerals, ten. So no one knows what's going on. It is confusing. But um, you would be a little bit disappointed if you were hoping to play the uh, the latest game and you ended up uh, going backwards a step. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we know how important the uh, parental's impression on you can be at Christmas time when, you, uh, when you're unwrapping things under the Christmas tree. So we asked you, when have your parents bought you the wrong thing? <laughs> One thing that springs to mind for me, Matt, is um, you remember the sh- supermarket Franklin's? Oh, do I ever. Black and gold. <laughs> I would sort of say it's the uh, the Sega Mega Drive of uh, of department oh, stores. Turn it up, <laughs> but but um, you know, our family did a fair bit of shopping at Franklin's at the end. And um, one time, my dad because we didn't we had reasonably healthy school lunches, and my dad tells me he's like, "Oh, you got a Kit Kat for your lunch today." Um, like what? That's so exciting! We never have anything like that. <laughs> We've got a Kit Kat for, in the lunchbox. It's always fruit. It's all like a little box of sultanas or something. <laughs> and so, getting to school, you start bragging to your mates. Oh, I got the Kit Kat for lunch today. Open up the lunchbox. There's no Kit Kat in there. There's the Franklin's version of the Kit Kat, the Take Two. <laughs> And so, <laughs> so, so suddenly I'm, eat, I'm eating this uh, rather cheap uh, wafer, which did, is, you know. What, did you wash it down with an ice cold can of LA Cola? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Australia's choice. Yeah, I got the, um, I didn't get a roll up. I got a uh, a pressed roll. <laughs> Uh, Jake Newham got in touch on Instagram, said, when I was about 13, I asked my parents months before Christmas for a Rubik's Cube. I'd been learning how to do it from a kid at school. Christmas finally came around and I saw a perfectly sized wrapped box present under the tree. Come Christmas morning, I act sarcastic as I unwrapped my box gift. Hmm, wonder what this could be. I looked down to see what I'd opened. And it was not a Rubik's Cube at all, but a ball that bounces on water in a box. I was so angry, I took it out the back and threw it as far as I could over the fence. 
Like, far <laughs> out. I wasn't asking for a machete. I wanted an educational brain training Rubik's Cube. <laughs> That's at a, at a sphere is the exact opposite of a cube. So I don't know how the parentals <laughs> mucked that one up. Uh, we've also had Grace get in touch with us from Sydney. G'day, Grace. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks, Grace. Now, you gave the same joke present to your sister a couple of times. Yes, so I, uh, like, you know, you buy them nice gifts for Christmas or for their birthdays and then occasionally you chuck in like a $5 bargain bin DVD or at least that's what we've done in our family. Mm -hmm. So one year I bought her Gremlins 2, the new batch, because why would you ever want to watch that movie? And (laughs) we thought it was funny and laughed about it and, you know, Gremlins is a movie from our childhood. And then I did the same thing the next year accidentally and she <laughs> so, didn't think it was funny when she opened the gift. So in your recollection, you got her Gremlins 1 in the first year, but then you got her tw- 2 a second or, time. Or I couldn't even remember that I would bought her any joke DVD and I was like, oh, I'm so clever. This is a great idea. And then her face just dropped and I was like, oh, it's a joke. And she was like, you've done this joke before. <laughs> the exact same DVD, the exact same crap I movie. think that's one of those jokes that gets funnier the more times you do it. Yeah, so you did I it reckon. again the next year? <laughs> Yes, so I've done it again. I've done it three times now, um, but all on accident. So the next time I buy it for her, it'll have to be a purposeful, I am intentionally buying this crap DVD for you. Can Matt you know and I what? broadcast live from that present unwrapping? I would love to be there as <laughs> the your sister unwraps Gremlins 2 again. The, the good news is the producers of Gremlins 2 are like, man, someone keeps buying our movie. This is great. All right, thanks so much, Grace. Thank you. Bye. Now, Chris uh, is from Brisbane on the line. And, Chris, your dad went overseas and uh, brought the wrong present home. Yeah, mate. He uh, went overseas just prior to Christmas. All we wanted was an iPod, you know. Oh. Got the hopes up. It had been no. two, weeks, two weeks or so, I think. Those were some big Christmases around that, what, 2003 area? Oh, and <laughs> yeah, especially, when, especially when, you know, overseas was the only way you could get those sort of things. Mm. Like, they'd come out months before they would in Australia. You never bought anything online. Yeah, and that was it. So I bet you're licking your lips when he rolled through uh, customs, <laughs> say, saying hello at the airport, and what happened? Yeah, and that was it, and we thought, oh, he's going to get the new one, it's going to be great, going to be the only kids over summer who've got the brand new iPod. I think it was meant to be the shuffle. Mm-hmm. So no screen or anything, just press the button, get, you know, you got 21 tunes, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he you know, rocks up, here you go, boys, open it up. Dad, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a Pyron, mate. It's the brand new one. It's what all the kids in Asia have got. It's the brand new. Wait, you know, it's going to be bigger the than the iPod. The Pi Rod. <laughs> <laughs> the Pi Rod? Yeah. Unbelievable. Is it, did it look like an iPod? No, not at all, really. It looked like an old, like, kid's mobile phone. It had, like, a three-by-three three little screen. He goes, oh, mate, it can play videos. I said, what videos, mate? It's got, like, a 30mm-by-30mm screen. <laughs> So did you end up taking it to school and showing it off to your friends? No, I'm pretty sure I downloaded about nine songs of LimeWire and a Bricks and that was about it for it. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having to explain to your friends yeah. what cool new toy you've got. Oh, and I tried to sell it as well. Like, no, no, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be bigger than Apple, mate, I'm telling you. And then you try to show them the pixelated images on it. They go, mate, what is that? I don't know. I'll try it. All right. The, uh, the old Pyrod, no longer with us. RIP, the Pyrod. Uh, thank you very much for that one. Chris, we'll catch you later. Too easy, guys. Thanks. And if your parents have, uh, well, meaningly, but absolutely uh, <laughs> gooped up a, uh, a present for you, please get in touch. Matt.ad.alex, we'd love to hear from you. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. 
Now, Matt O'Kine, yesterday on the show, we did have a little chat about Pennyworth, uh, which, as we all know, is the uh, the spin-off of Batman about Alfred Pennyworth, the butler, and his origin story as to as to how he came to be working for the Waynes, uh, direct from an SAS soldier all the way through finishing school to be one of the most polite people in that particular series and in Gotham City as a whole. Um, we also talked about the Bumble, Bumbledorf? Dumble, Dumbledoof. <laughs> Bumble, Bumble, Bumbledee. What a muggle. I, um, I'm not no, even Dumbledore joking. is Dumbledore, the yes. head principal of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And, uh, yeah, that's spit off including Jude, Jude Law um, being Albus Dumbledore is in the works as well, which led us to think that, you know, spin-offs, this is where the money is, Matt. We need to get on board. So as well as suggesting a few of our own uh, spin-off ideas, we asked you which characters from popular culture do you think should have their own television series and yeah. we had some excellent suggestions chris got in touch on instagram which you can always do at matt dunand alex uh, he said spin-off idea llama wants a wife <laughs> this is based on your troubles with the minecraft llama that's been waking you up at night alex dyson <laughs> <laughs> so uh so the the plot is when alex and woods's house is struck by lightning woods's minecraft llama comes to life and he's on the search for love <laughs> uh Chris has also said that Lama is voiced by Osher Gunsberg. So he's, he's uh, casting high there. But, yeah. yeah, look, I could see it. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Osher at short notice. But we also had an excellent suggestion from Alana, who's at Laney Rosso on Instagram, who has a spin-off idea about this character. Hi, kids. Do you want to meet healthy Harold? Well, guess what? He's coming to visit you very soon. We're going to have lots of fun together, learning about our feelings, keeping healthy, and staying safe. Healthy Harold the Giraffe. Oh, yep. What a flashback. I'll never forget. I know, sitting in that little trailer. The healthy six, Ed van. Year seven. I remember that's where I learned that steroids make, make your testicles shrink. I remember that um, in the health, when they were talking about smoking and they played, and Harold helped us play a sketch about the first person to pitch cigarette smoking is an idea to someone. It's like, oh, I've got this great idea about smoking. It's like, what do you do? It's like, oh, you just put it in your mouth and you suck in. I was like, oh, cool. Is it good for you? Nah, 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 nah. It's, it's actually really bad. It causes cancer. He's like, oh, okay. Does it taste good? It's like, oh, nah, nah, nah. It smells of smoke. I still remember that. And I've never smoked. So That's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's red hot. That's from, a uh, piping hot education. content from, uh, from the Life Ed van <laughs> and Harold. Uh, but Alana's message reads thus. I have a spinoff idea that involves healthy Harold, the giraffe puppet from the 90s primary school life education vans. He used to teach kids not to do drugs, but now his job has been replaced by an online webinar. He's out of work and turns to hard drugs. I get an 80% hit rate with people I tell about Healthy Harold. I feel like this was a thing in the 90s, uh, so I reckon people are ready to get a spin-off. And Matt O'Kine, we agreed with Alana, and so with the help of audio producer Chris Marsh, have put together a, uh, a new story for Healthy Harold in 2020. <laughs> the view from the top was pretty good. Australia's favourite giraffe, Healthy Harold, is back. Healthy Harold helping once again. Oh, Healthy Harold! Love ya! The Order of Australia for his tireless work turning kids away from illicit substances goes to Healthy Harold. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> On you, Harold! Thank you so much, Harold. You're a champ, Harold. Harold! But when you keep sticking your neck out for people... You're wearing yourself to the bone, Harold. 
Can't you just take a day off? And risk a child making a bad health decision? No way, Janine. It's only a matter of time until someone steps on it. But, but Principal Franklin, you can't do this. No, I'm sorry, Harold. The board has made its decision and it will only be accepting health advice from humans from this point forward. But Janine, I'll find a new job, I promise. I'm sorry, Harold. I just can't see myself marrying an unemployed giraffe who lives in a van. It's over. No! Hey, big boy. Want a hit? No. Thank you. I I only eat leaves. Well, these are leaves. Just a special kind of leaf. Well, I guess one little taste can't hurt. What's a giraffe like you doing in a place like this? I'm just looking for someone to give me a hand. Harold! Can't we just end this? I'm sorry, Chief. Haven't you heard? I'm bad for you. Healthy Harold. Reflux. Rated giraffe. Order up! That's how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt O'Kine, have you been keeping up to date with the uh, amount of people being sued at the moment? I can have you sued. Because after the Bunnings lady <laughs> threatened management with a, a, a lawsuit, uh, I think the floodgates have opened recently. Mate, people have gone law mad, absolutely. Hungry Jacks, they're getting sued, sued by, by McDonald's. You. By, by By McDonald's because, the you know, you saw the, the kerfuffle, the hoo-ha around the Big Jack. That's right. Uh, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is facing a multi-billion dollar class action suit from uh, businesses affected by stage four COVID-19 lockdown. MasterChef Australia judge Jock Zonfrillo has filed a suit against the Australian over claims of defamation. WA Premier Mark McGowan has launched a defamation proceedings against Clive Palmer after Clive had already launched a range of legal acts against the Premier of the state, um, including defamation. And Simon Reeve is suing Channel 7 after getting the axe during the coronavirus pandemic. He's suing for an unspecified termination payout. I've never sued. You haven't sued. I've um, never sued. We, we, do, we do ask you, who would you like to sue here at Madden Alex? I can have you sued. And uh, I, I've, I'll put someone into the mix. The uh, Australian Labor Party could sue the Liberal Party and the Coalition for plagiarism after they announced yesterday that they're going to be uh, doing fibre to the premises as part of an NBN upgrade that's going to cost a few billion dollars, which Labor got absolutely slammed for as too expensive in the uh, little crossover period at the end of 2013. They said copper wire is the way to go, and now after a few years, it's it's a, a new idea. Don't get me started on the NBN. I wanted 5G. I did. I ended up getting MBN. What really annoys me is that, like, I have to pay for more speed. That just annoys me so much. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I know you can make it faster. Just make it faster for me, please. It's like when you go to the shops and there's, like, regular paracetamol and then there's, like, paracetamol rapid that you pay more for. I'm like, (laughs) brah, 
just fix my headache quicker. Like you've got the technology. Just yeah. do it. Just make the price. And, that, and that's the fastest. One option. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just give me, Who wants it to be slower? Like, uh, no one. Exactly right. Um, so get in touch with us. Who would you like to sue, oh, Matt? You've been who... having a bit of a trouble with your housemate. Oh, mate. Absolute nightmare. This 18-month-old that I've uh, been living with, Sophia, right? My daughter, beautiful daughter. Love her to death. Went to go to the pool a couple of days ago. First time back at the pool since COVID. Mm. I'm like, this is a big step. Me and her haven't been to the pool six months. I'm thinking she's going to love it. All right, pay my $7, walk in. So she looks at the, she just looks at it and goes, no. And I'm like, well, what? it's where at the pool. She goes, park. I'm like, what do you, you don't get to choose right now. Like we're at the pool. I got my board shorts on. She kicks up a stink. Next minute we're walking out five minutes later. Do you think they offer me a refund? No. $7 down the gurgler along with the other band-aids and other chlorine contaminated hairs that are in that pool. So you're going to be filing for her for damages. Yes. $7.20 plus a bit of energy from walking up a steep hill. There you go. Well, who would you like to sue? Sue. Uh, please get in touch and we will uh, help you and be on your uh, your prosecution council. I smell toast. Alex Dyson, I sometimes forget that our partners listen to this podcast. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> I'm, I'm with I mean, you. You get you get in trouble over the last couple of because we've been talking about home life, you know. What's well, all and I've so- had? We looked at the we've, in the last six months. Melbourne's been allowed to do things for six weeks, so Bloody Woods is in all my stories. And because we're just watching things, obviously, I'm going to talk about our watching movie techniques. And if you heard yesterday's show, I said as well as cleaning while she goes in the kitchen, she likes to comment while she goes when we're watching a film. Uh, on various things that are happening. What's going on there? Why is this happening? I'm like, L- listen, they're explaining it. Let's have a big conversation at the end. And so that was it yesterday's show. <laughs> uh, afterwards, I was just hanging out in my uh, former bedroom, now office, and she comes in and goes, hey, what you said about uh, about me? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that's, oh, damn that's it. terrifying, She's like, isn't it? <laughs> she wanted to pass on to you, listening, that... <sighs> that we don't have a big conversation at the end of a movie because you're always asleep. You fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> and so my, my accusation of let's discuss it at the end doesn't make sense because I'm always asleep by Do the you end think of it. that maybe she even is asking you questions because she's seeing the eyelids just going down? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's happening here? And you're like, huh, huh, what? Oh, Potentially. But it, it remains to be said, what, what are you? Because there are only two types of people in this world, people who talk during movies and people prefer to talk after movies, who like their movies in silence. And we got a bit of feedback from people who are on either side of the fence. Uh, let's go with Rose first, because Rose agrees with me. Hey, Rose. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? We're great. Thank you, Rose. Now, um, you agree with Alex, okay? You think everyone I'm should wait till the totally, end. Totally team Alex. All right. Silence is the born leader today. Talk us through a few moments where you've been sitting, you've been watching. It's been grip. The movie has gripped you. You're hanging off every word and there's some inconsiderate person in the room asking some ridiculous questions. It's not the questions that they ask. They're pulling the plot to pieces. So you're sitting there. It's like cliffhanger. Are they going to fall off the edge? And they go... Wasn't their shirt bloodstained on the other side before? Like this movie, <laughs> this movie isn't working. <laughs> I, I, I look. I actually do that quite a lot as well. I go, 
oh, well, that was a bad plot choice. You know, they really could have had the character to do this. But that's because I'm in the in the biz. I care about writing and stuff, and I and I like to critique. Rose, what about what about the people like? Oh, where's that actor from? Oh, um, <laughs> were they in the? What was that prison thing? It's like, come, just let them act, please. <laughs> And they go, wasn't his name Matt? Like, no, it was Mike. <laughs> and then they're like, go on and on about everything else. And then yeah, they go, I just didn't understand the movie. I'm like, you were too busy picking the plot to pieces. <laughs> yeah. And that's the where movie. they're like, that movie, this movie was rubbish. I'm like, well, you didn't even watch it. How do you? They all right, use their own right. conversation against don't the film. Don't watch a movie by yourselves. That's what I do these days. I don't even go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Too much talking even there for you. Well, thank you, Rose. Very appreciate you're on my side and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great day in silence. <laughs> thank you. We'll certainly will. Uh, Kate, you're on the opposite of things. You like, uh, like a little yarn during a film? Absolutely. I think... For starters, when someone walks in and you've never seen them before, you have to ask, who's that person? <laughs> someone walked into your house, would you not say, who is that person? So, physically impossible for me to not ask. And what I also want to say is, someone said to you, let's watch a movie together, both of us, not on our own. So obviously, they need to hear my input because they want me there. Oh, okay. Well, what's, oh, a, what's okay. a great movie to chat during? What's, what's one that you'd recommend for good movie talkers like yourself? Oh, Silence of the Lambs. It's great to chat through. People love it. They really appreciate all of your input. And it takes a little bit of the scariness out to have me all, there. All right. Now, look, I've done this before and I'm going to have to ask you to do it again. Give us your best Hannibal Lecter uh, impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) The lambs are beating. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, thank you so much. And also, um, you've uh, you've got a potty of your own. The two peas in a podcast. Do you want to? Do you want to give a give a shout out to it? And we love you. We give you so many shout outs. Oh, you're the best, Kate. I watch your Comedy Republic every week. I've bought both of your bloody books. I love you guys. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And too, Kate. Now, and now there's, a, there's a thing if you like talking during movies like Kate, the old comics and chill that oh, uh, so Reese Nicholson and Kyra Wheatley with two comedians talking yes. over a film. Yes, that's the dream. That's and it. Uh, so people can check out check out the podcast at Two Peas Pod. That's T double O. Gorgeous. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Kate. No worries. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to Matt and Alex today, wrapping your ears around our little podcast. And if you'd like to wrap something else soft and supple around your body, then make sure you uh, pop up a photo up on social media of yourself wearing your robe, your current robe or your pyjamas or your sleepwear out and about, and you could be winning a Matt and Alex all-day robe. Hey, absolutely. Just like a TMAS.13 did on Instagram, Posted uh, a couple of pics where he says every day is a robe day. He's got a, he's got a, picked a few pics from the archive. Uh, mm. One on top of a volcano in Guatemala. Uh, one from Machu Picchu. One from the White Sands National Park, USA, and Splendor 2015. So look, this man knows his robes. He's hashtagged it all day robe as you do, so that we can see it. And he's also added at matt.and.alex so that we can make sure that we can track it. But don't be intimidated by that. You know, we want we want fresh. Fresh picks too, all right? We want your, we want your 2020 robe wearing. 
Yeah, if you haven't hiked the Incan Trail in a dressing gown, fret not. We we don't need you to do that. Uh, Anywhere outside your house is fine. Hashtag all day robe. And you could be getting this uh, absolutely dreamlike comforter wrapped around your skin. It should be good. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will catch you tomorrow. Yeah, and to uh, leave you with today's episode, we'll give you a bit of audio, uh, Alex Dyson. You know, I don't know if you've ever proposed to anyone. I haven't, but uh, you always imagine what it would be like. Uh, You always, you know, imagine that you're going to have the perfect setting, the perfect place, uh, the perfect time. And that wasn't so for uh, a gentleman in the United States, a young couple trying to propose on the Brooklyn Bridge when they encountered a, uh, well, a couple of bike riders. Yeah, there was a little bit of a prang during the proposal. So we'll leave you with a proposal prang on this all-day breakfast. We'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening. Yo. Oh, bro. You good, bro? It's okay. It's all right. It's in the video. But we're going to edit that. You all right? Ah, uh, you got to love editing a proposal pic, don't you? <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.